There's a Pasuk, which is mentioned many times in connection to Pesach. Even in the Godot. Pasuk says, in order that you'll remember the day you came to Mitzrayim all the days of your life. I mean, now that's why we have a mitzvah to remember Mitzrayim every day. That's why we have a mitzvah for the Balakoda to remember Mitzrayim. According to one opinion, both in the day and the night. The opinion of Rabbi Rosa Benazari that we hold like. The second opinion holds that so we we'll have to remember Mitzrayim. Even when Mashiach comes, call you Mechayacho. But I have a question. When the Torah says Leman, it means so that. So what's it referring to? What do you have to do in order that you will remember Mitzrayim all the days of your life? In other words, you have a different passage which says, remember the day you came out of Mitzrayim. That's a direct instruction. We have to remember Mitzrayim. But this Pasuk is saying that you must do something Leman in order that you'll remember Mitzrayim all the days of your life. So what do we need to do in order to remember Mitzrayim? Let's look at the first part of the Pasuk. It says, Shivas Yamim Toichal Matzis Lechem Oini. For seven days you should eat matzis, which are the bread of affliction. Because he went out of Mitzrayim in, 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 in haste. So that you'll remember the day you came to Mitzrayim, all the days of your life. How does eating matzah on Pesach for seven days cause us to remember Mitzrayim all the days of our life? So obviously the Rishayim had this problem. And Ebenezer, for example, explains that means not every day, but rather once a year. Which every year you should eat matzahs on Pesach, and therefore every year on Pesach you remember Mitzrayim. Which may be a simple answer to how to read the Pasuk if you don't have a question. But it's definitely not what Chazal had in mind. If Chazal understood that this reminds you of every morning and every night, then it doesn't mean once a year. It meant on a constant basis. Suddenly the Svarna explains that the Laman Tiskar isn't going on the Pasuk before about eating matzis. It's going on a number of Sukkim before. Where it says, Shomar is Chodesh Ha'aviv Asisa Pesach. You must make sure that Pesach always falls in the spring. And therefore the Sfarna says every time we calculate when to make a leap year, and which month to make a longer month or a shorter month, to ensure that Pesach falls in the spring, we're really remembering which time. And that's also difficult to understand. Because it's not on a constant basis either. That's maybe once a month or whenever based in set to discuss when the leap year should be. And it's also not for everybody. It might involve the Sanhedrin who are involved in discussing when a new month would be. But that didn't impact in any way on most of the Jewish people. So how does eating matzah well, let's ask the question in the first point, and that is, what is it that reminds you of Mitzvah Mitzrayim all the days of your life? So we have Rashi. And Rashi answers, Achilles Matzah. It's like what the Apostle just said. 
You should eat matzah for seven days in order that you should remember Mitzrayim all the days of your life. Eating the matzah reminds you of Mitzrayim. Here's our question. How does it do that? So, if we're going to talk about the matzah, there's a famous question in the matzah. A question which I'm sure most people ask themselves every year at the Hagseda. That is, we have a concept in poetry called a mixed metaphor. You want to give something as a marshal, but then it has to be consistent what it's meant to represent. You can't have the same idea by representing two opposite extremes. And that's our kasha on the matzah. The matzah is really a mixed metaphor. Because on the one hand, we pick up the matzah at the beginning of the Seder, and we say, This is the bread of poverty. This is the bread of affliction. This is the bread that we ate in Egypt. It's a sign that we, had no man- we were so hungry we couldn't wait for it to rise. It was a sign we were so poor that we had to just eat flour and water. And therefore, matzah is the symbol of slavery. And yet, later in the same God we pick up the matzah and we say, do you know how we eat the matzah? Because when Hashem took us out of God, it was so quick that the dough we baked didn't have time to rise. And we pick up the matzah and we say, this is the symbol of the Gaula. Look how quickly, look how quickly our Kodesh Baruch has saved us. Well, which one is it? Does matzah symbolize affliction? Does matzah symbolize Gaula? And now we've learned this Pasuk, it's not just a question of the Balagaga. The Pasuk itself brings both contradictory messages right after each other. Seven days you eat matzahs. Lechem oini. It's the bread of poverty. Because you went out of Mitzrayim so quickly. It's a symbol of how quickly we were saved. So really it's a question on the Pasuk. The Pasuk says the matzah is a symbol of poverty. The matzah is a symbol of Gaula. How are you meant to understand that? So let's look to one of the practices of the Seder, which normally is glossed over. And let's try and understand its significance. We begin the Seder with the Kiddush, we eat the Karapas, and then we pick up the matzah, and we break it in half. The one half we keep for the in front of us during Maggid, the other half we put away for the Kodesh. What's the significance of Yachat? I want to suggest that the significance of Yachat is it's teaching us how to learn the lesson of the Matzah. 
and we break the matzah in two because there's two halves literally to the matzah. And we pick up the smaller half. And on that half we say, We take this piece of matzah and say, This is the bread of poverty. This is the matzah which symbolizes slavery. But that's only half a matzah. That's only part of the message of the matzah. Earlier in the series you asked the question. And that is, why do we need the matter to symbolize Abdus? We already have the Mara for that. The Mara is a better symbol of slavery. It reminds us of how bitter the slavery was. And we answered that there's two separate points. There's one idea of the fact that we're enslaved. There's another idea that the Mitzrayim made life bitter for us. They tortured us. They went out of their way to harm us. And we have the memory of the matzah as a memory of the slavery. And we have the memory of the maror as a memory of the bitterness. And what was the difference between the two? So I'm repeating what we said earlier. Because it's so significant to face it. The difference is that the Abdus of Mitzrayim was because of something we did wrong. To be enslaved, we deserved. Whether it was because the brother sold Yosef, or was because we in Mitzrayim, we became too enamored of and too much a part of Egyptian culture, or because we abandoned the mitzvahs at some stage that the others have given us. The fact that we were enslaved in Mitzrayim was deserved. The persecution of Mitzrayim was for a different reason. We learned that reason explains it was part of a process of kapara. It was a part of the process of tikkun. It was part of the process of how to rectify the mistake of Adam Marishan and how to prepare the Jewish people to receive the Torah. And they tend to climb back to that level which had been lost. And therefore, we have the symbol of the mirror to remind us of the Yisurim of Mitzrayim. Yisurim which were there to refine, so to speak, the Nishamas of Kaddishim. And we have the matter to remind us of the fact that we were slaves. That's the first symbolism of the matter. But then we get to the second symbolism of the matzah. The second symbolism of the matzah is the other half of the matzah. How quickly we could be saved. How quickly that can be reversed. How in just a few minutes you came out of Mitzrayim so much we didn't even have the time to let it arise. And why is that part of the symbol of the matzah? And the answer is the moral was a process which we weren't responsible for. It came to Metaken or the Mauritian. It came to prepare the Jewish people for Matan Torah. We weren't responsible for making it happen. But then conversely, 
It wasn't up to us to bring it to a close. Whereas the matzah, the slavery, was our fault. It was because of what we did wrong. And if that's the case, being saved from that slavery is up to us. And if that's the case, it can happen very quickly. And therefore, the symbol of the matter on the one side shows us slavery. Shows us that, we get, that if we don't obey our Kodesh Baruch we're going to get exiled. We're going to be enslaved by another nation. At the same time, it shows us but the Gaurav can come very quickly. And when you have the two sides of the matter, it's not a stir, it's not a contradiction. The two fit together to make a whole. And if that's the case, there's a lesson for us in the matter. A lesson we should not meant to just leave it for Satan that. It's something we're meant to remember the whole time. And that is, the seven days you eat matzah. And you remember that matzah on the one hand represents abdus. And you remember lechem oini. And you remember at the same time the matzah represents how quickly I should take us out of Godus. Then the man tiskoros yom teschom erizm tshem kholi mechayaf. Remember that for the rest of your life. Remember that however much you're in goddess. It's because it's a goddess of the matter. It's because of what you've done wrong. And if that's the case, the goddess could come very quickly. Every single day. A person could get up and think, today is the day that Mashiach could come. Every day I wait, today could be the day. We look so far, so much has to happen. We've done so much wrong. Clash was so distant. The world is so much in the wrong place. That's true. What the Master teaches us, is that when the time for Gorilla comes, so just like the Jews in Mitzrayim probably thought, it's going to take an endless amount of change before we're going to be free. And no. Within a few minutes, they were on the road. They were on the road. That's the message of, it, of the matter. The goddess which is self-inflicted is a goddess we can bring it in. Time isn't a factor. When we're ready, Hashem will bring the goddess. It could be today. Remember that. Remember that call you Chayecho. Every day of your life. Remember today could be the day of the goddess. 
And again, this is the Gemara. The Gemara says that Rabbi Shabbat ben Levi met Mashiach. And he asked him, when are you coming? And Mashiach said, today. And of course, tremendous anticipation, Rabbi Shabbat ben Levi waits all day, and Mashiach never came. So he goes back to complain. He told me you're coming today, and you didn't. And Mashiach said, I meant the Passover. Today, if you listen to Hashem, so he's trying to fool him. And the answer is no. There really was the possibility of that day. Just like every day. In Bukhara Tishman, if we listen to Hashem, we weren't to accept the mitzvahs. So then it doesn't initiate a process which eventually, eventually will bring the God. We listen, we weren't to listen to Hashem, then that's going to be the day. Hayoy! That's the lesson of the matter. As much as it symbolizes what it's that we the fact that Klai Yisrael and Goddess, that it symbolizes the Goddess is something which can change very quickly. Within a few minutes. And that's the message of Chizuk. Which remember, call you Every day in your life, Think today could be the day Mashiach will come. Every day in your life could be that day. In Then we've taken the message of Pesach and living with it always.